it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Well, 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 that's a deep subject. <laughs> Off and running with you on this Tuesday. Yeah, look, it's going to be that kind of Tuesday, okay? <laughs> Just trust me. It's a loose Tuesday around here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes at your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Uh, it's my show, and I feel like a little music to start us off. <laughs> How about a little sonic boom for you right off the top of the show? Here's what I mean by it's a loose Tuesday. I've already talked to Beaver, and so far Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have come up prominently in our conversation as well as, wait for it, wait for it, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, as well as Pop-Tarts. So get them on in here. Text me, call me, drop a comment on the live stream on the Murray West live thread. Come on. Yes, sir. That's the JSU Sonic Boom coming to you live and loud in your living room. All right, I'm here with you. And you can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. It's the same as grabbing a chair, pulling up to the table with us, plopping down right there, and jump into the convo, <laughs> the conversation. And I'll even pour you some hot coffee in your mug from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Hold on. I'm going to do a quick taste test. Just hold your horses. <sighs> All is well. Now. All as well. All right, so get them on in here. You can text the show in the country pleasing text line. That number to text, 885-3776. 601 number, 885-3776. Call me on the Divini phone. The number to call, 995-1059. That's a 601 number as well, 995-1059. If you're watching the live stream, hey, everybody. If you're on YouTube or Facebook, feel free to uh, drop a comment right there. Post it. Pops up right here on the Murray West live thread. If you need your logo on anything, kind of like, see that state script logo on the front of that hat right there? It is embroidered on that hat. It is done right. It is done well. You need your logo on anything. It could be, you know, for your work or your job or your company, your business, your brand, your church, your team. I don't know. Your own personal image logo. You need it embroidered on something. Print it on something. That's where you go here in the state of Mississippi. You go to Murray West. Look them up online, murraywest.com. That's M-U-R-R-Y, murraywest.com. Drop me a comment on the Murray West live thread, and we can chat it up from there. Coming to your text shortly. First, hey, B. Hey, Matt Wyatt. A tweet just a minute ago says the best flavor Pop-Tart is strawberry. I tweeted that, by the way. I'm the one who tweeted it. What do you think? 
Uh, you know, it's hard to argue against because that's the, you know, that's the standard. That's the original, just okay. the strawberry. And it's so, you know, it's just a, it's a Pop-Tart staple. Yeah. But I can't argue against it. I mean, I like a little more flavor. I like the chocolate Pop-Tarts. Ooh. You, you know, give me a give me a blueberry. That's good. But yeah, I like blueberries. Strawberry, the original strawberry. Can't argue against it. Okay. I kind of like the, uh, what do they call it, the brown sugar ones? I kind of like those, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not huge. I get tired of those. I get tired of those. Y'all, listen, the reason we brought up Pop-Tarts is because, <laughs> the reason we brought up Pop-Tarts is, Pop-Tarts, excuse me, the reason we brought up Pop-Tarts is because I sent Beaver a picture. We bought some Pop-Tarts yesterday, and did y'all realize they're coming in a throwback packaging? Everything on the box is like it was way back in the day. There was really no logo. The font was just black letters, and it said Frosted Strawberry, and it says on there, Limited Edition Throwback Packaging. Now, Micah, the first to comment on the Murray West Live thread, he is on Facebook. He says, S'mores Pop-Tarts are Game Changer, was the Game Changer. Now, I didn't know those existed, but I'm glad to know. I'd like to try them. Thanks for passing that along, Micah. Beaver likes a blueberry. Okay, let's get this covered real quick. I mentioned it yesterday, <laughs> and it really was just in passing because it was really – we were talking about how the Saints lost. We couldn't believe it. We were talking about how the Cowboys didn't really even show up for their game. It seemed like you shouldn't do that if you're, I don't know, a paid professional. But I digress. <laughs> uh but I said the only the regret from the weekend is like, I feel like from now on, watching the Chiefs play, which is my team, I'm gonna have to hear this constant Taylor Swift stuff. Like, and and I guess some people care. I guess lots of people care. But I kind of feel like there's a lot of people that don't. <laughs> okay, so. And it was just like in the game the other day, it was like every cutaway is to Taylor Swift in the booth. I'm going to get sick of this. I don't want to see that. Show me the game. I'm here for the game. I don't care. I don't even, I don't know Taylor Swift. I've never met her. <laughs> what do I care? So for added opinion and uh, positioning and context and thoughts and opinions on this, let's go to Beaver. Beaver, what is going on with all this? And is it over the top already, and it's only been a few days? Yeah, I mean, it was over the top from the beginning, but now the new, new news is that Travis Kelsey has picked up since Sunday 300,000 new Instagram followers. <laughs> His merchandise has gone up. Sales have gone up 400%. And he has the top five selling jersey in the NFL. <laughs> but what when you break it down, when you break it down and you really think about it, 300,000 new Instagram followers. Yeah. And 400%. Okay. In merchandise. All right. The average Taylor Swift fan is just a teenage girl. Yeah. So I view that as, you know, I'm not going to lump and say, uh, 100% of these people are just, you know, 100% of Swifties are teenage girls. But that's your, that's mostly your target 
your target market, your yeah. target audience, is the Swifty. So, my thinking on this is that these teenage girls are buying, or you know, telling their parents to buy more accurately. Oh, I gotta, I gotta buy this, tra this Travis Kelsey jersey now because he's dating Taylor Swift. I, I don't know who, t I don't know who Travis Kelsey is. I don't watch football. I've never. You know, I've never watched it. I don't know that he's an awesome football player. I've never watched him in the past, but he is dating Taylor Swift, so I've got to get his jersey or his shirt. <laughs> right. That doesn't make any sense to me. No, it, it doesn't, does it? I, okay, well, how about that? So you think this is a business move on Travis Kelsey's part? You think he and his team are smart enough to know this is a business move? Okay, <laughs> it's just one question. Beaver, how about this question from our friend Sven, who is in Berlin, Germany, and he watches the show at night over there live on the live stream on YouTube, and he comments on the Murray West live thread. Hey, Sven, even though you're in Berlin, Germany, if you need your logo embroidered or printed on anything, hats, whatever, we, we can do it for you here in New Albany, Mississippi, I promise you. Murray West, go to murraywest.com. It's M U R R Y. West.com. Uh, Sven said, question, what does Taylor Swift have to do with football, and who is Taylor Swift? Never heard that name here in Germany. <laughs> what do you think about Sven's comment, Beaver? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think Sven is telling tales he says out of school. Well, he says he's never heard of her in Germany. I doubt that. You have. There is no way. You've never heard the name Taylor Swift. Even in Berlin, I'm, Germany, you think? Yeah. I'm actually Googling right now Taylor Swift Germany album sales. Okay. Well, let's see what it says. I would think she's big over there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I would, I would think she's a star over there. But Stranger Things, now this has been a million years ago but yeah here we go okay i'm sorry matt wyatt no jump in there okay so this is from last year at this time because her midnight's album came out i believe it was last october yeah but here's something right here on reddit the first thing that pops up someone posted a year ago for the first time in her career taylor swift tops the german album chart midnight <laughs> just entered Number one in Germany. Okay. Sven, she's coming for you. She's she's on the way. So he hasn't yet, but he just commented again on the YouTube Murray West live thread and said, Beaver, I never heard that name. So, I mean, now he has. So, Beaver, let's just say this, Sven. Swifties are coming for you. <laughs> They're nifty Swifties. <laughs> um, okay, Micah commented on Facebook. On the Murray West live thread says the wife says Taylor Swift and Kelsey will be the most popular Halloween costumes for the couples this year. Yeah, hey, okay, let's take this one step further, shall we? <laughs> shall you? <laughs> There's this guy I watch on YouTube. He goes around and does. He just travels all over the country all the time, and he'll say, "Come along with me, shall you?" <laughs> it gets me every time. I don't know why. Beaver. Hold on to the candy corn conversation. I know it's been beat to death in the past, but I am currently now, as of September the 26th, eating candy corn in my house. Okay? So let's hold on to that. 
But here we are now venturing over into getting closer to October. It's going to be Halloween season soon. There's two things about this. Micah is correct. All these people who dress up, like they go to these couples, I don't know. It's like grown-up dressing up for Halloween. Okay, there, Millions and millions of people are going to dress up as Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift, aren't they? He's yep. right, isn't he? Yep. You're going to see it everywhere. But let's go one step deeper. Beaver, should grown people, married couples, be dressing up in costumes for Halloween? Yeah. What? I'm okay with it. I like it. See, I think Halloween's for kids. I think dressing up is for kids. Why are grown-ups dressing up? They don't trick-or-treat. What's the purpose of that? Give me a good reason for it. Adult Halloween parties. Okay, give me a good reason for that. (laughs) (laughs) Fun. Okay, okay, fun. Maybe fun is a reason. But is that fun? Like spending your money on a costume to wear it so someone will point at you and go, hey, let's take a picture. Is that fun? Look. Here's my take on it, Beaver. Okay, and I'm, I guess I'm an old guy now. Halloween is fun for kids because kids like to dress up like Superman and Spider-Man, okay, and Wonder Woman and, and, and Elsa, okay? But part of it is they're going to get candy. I mean, Beaver, really and truly, when you were a kid and Halloween was rolling up on you, what was the thing that got you the most pumped up about Halloween? Candy. Exactly. You're going to get something. Okay, well, let me argue this way. So, well, first off, let me look at it. Maybe your kid, your kid wants you to dress up with them. Okay, that's different. Totally. That's, there's, there's something. Yeah, that's something there. That's adults, adults can eat candy too, Matt. Don't <laughs> deprive the adults of candy. Well, also, a lot of the adults, they're gonna, they're gonna pull the old trick of. Oh, I, I need to look and inspect your candy to make sure there's nothing sinister in here. And they're going to steal the candy. They're so steal it. it's also an excuse. The adults can get candy. So that's another bright yeah. spot of Halloween for them. That's true. Hey, Beaver, this is several years ago. Mary Lady was like, I don't know, like four. Okay, four or five. And there was a bunch of kids in the neighborhood that were all together on like golf carts and one hayride all just kind of in a big mob of people all going from house to house, you know. <laughs> and it was so, guy, she was dressed, I don't know, like a little princess or something, and she comes running back down this driveway, jumps in the cart. And apparently the, the, the guy who was at the house giving out the candy, <laughs> when you'd say trick-or-treat, was dressed up in a costume too because little Mary Lady looked at us and goes, Mama, Daddy. The man who was giving out candy at that house was dressed like a numb. Yeah. We said, you mean a nun? Yes. Yes, a nun. <laughs> so from now on, like for the last, okay, eight years, we none of us in our family say the word nun anymore. Like so-and-so is a nun or like the nuns on um, <clears throat> Sound of Music. No, it's a numb. Okay, because she merely said he was dressed like a numb. <laughs> we got so tickled with that, getting things mixed up. I, you know, okay, so it happens. I, I don't get it. I just, I've never gotten the whole. Hey, look at me. I'm, I'm a grown person. 
dressed up like Raggedy Ann and Andy. I don't get that. Well, it's also, it can be fun. Like, okay, Jason just had a text in here, and he likes to dress up and hide and scare kids. Okay, that okay. could be another <laughs> another thing. That takes me back to 2009. So what, at that point, I was 25. Yeah. And I went over to a friend of mine's house. He had a, over in Laurelwood, in mm. Flowood, they had a ton of kids over there. And I was Green Man from It's Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. That's great. And so what I did, you know, you just stand there completely still. And when the kid walks up, I would just I would just yell, Green Man! <laughs> and it, it's, it scared him every time. And, you know, it's... But it's not a scary costume. I uh, mean, you're just one big green man. You're so just a big green man, yeah. It That part, too, is that could be fun for adults. That's true. There's, there's uh, all kinds of ways to spin this. Chuck, on uh, the Murray West Live thread, Chuck said, I like to dress like a serial killer because they look like everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> boy, Chuck. That's a good one. Um. Danny said, "Go dressed as Nick Saban. Nothing scarier than that." See, that's the problem, though. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna go to Halloween dressed as Nick Saban, you got to dye your hair like a weird shade of red. <laughs> Let's be honest. Hey, look at. It's just an observation. Look at it. I mean, what? <laughs> I know people go, Matt. You don't have hair. You're bald. You can't talk about this kind of thing. Well, that's wrong. I can talk about it. Just because I don't have hair at least on the top of my head does not exclude me from talking about this what's he doing why is he doing that why does somebody why has somebody either convinced nick saban that he needs to do that or has allowed him to do it to run out here and get his hair dyed a weird color why you don't have to do that nick why are they doing that that's another thing i don't understand pt for msu texted the show and said on the country pleasing text line what is your idea of fun matt well listen i take it pt for msu you're one of the adults who likes to dress up for halloween even though you don't go trick-or-treating anymore okay and maybe you think that's fun i i can't understand it i don't i can't get it i don't get it there was fun about that my idea of fun. I could think of a lot of things. Number one, playing golf. Lots of fun. Number two, fishing. Anywhere, any kind, for anything. Fishing is fun. Number three, hunting. Shooting animals and then eating them is a lot of fun. It. I mean, that's fun. Okay, that's a lot of fun. I can think of a lot of things. <laughs> Watching a football game is fun. Playing a football game is fun. I'm too old for that. Like dressing up at Halloween. I outgrew it. Anyway, do what you want to do. I, it's, I'm not, who am I to judge? Next Gen Reb texts the show. Country pleasing text line says, while I'm not a fan of dress-up Halloween parties, the counter to that would be it is really fun to pay hundreds of dollars to go to a football game and watch 22 grown men fight over a football. <laughs> is it really fun? Yeah, it's true. It sounds stupid, too, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Um, no, people should just if you like if you want to do that, dress up. That's fine. We got like you know in our neighborhood, all the kids will be out trick or treating in the last few years. Of course, Mary Lady's getting older, but you know when we would ease around the neighborhood, whatever we might get on a golf cart. Which is about the one time a year we ride around the neighborhood on the golf cart, honestly, is trick-or-treating. And you'll see some parents out there dressed up. And they sit in the golf cart waiting on the kids to come back from the houses with a bag full of candy from saying, trick-or-treat, you know. And, and the moms and dads are sitting on the golf cart dressed up for Halloween. They don't do anything but drive the golf cart. And, okay, if you're going to tell me, well, it adds to the experience for the kids, okay, fine. Got it. To each his own. Otherwise, it's really stupid. <laughs> I mean, it is stupid. And we're out here talking about inflation and interest rates and hard times and, and the down economy. But by George, we can go out and buy an adult Princess Leia and Han Solo costume, can't we? You doggone right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm serious. I'm just kidding. Really, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Dress up. I don't care. I really don't. I'm just saying. Just because I don't do it doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> but everybody's going to be Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift for Halloween. Just getting started with y'all on what feels like a loose Tuesday, but it's fun. Stick around. I'm back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Are you a Swifty? No, I'm kidding. Don't answer that. Nobody cares <laughs> whether you are or not. Apparently, though, we do care about football and about Mississippi State playing Alabama this weekend late at night on Saturday night. They're going to kick that thing off at 8 p.m. Central, which is effectively my bedtime. So stay up late, get to sleep, figure it out again. Kicking off at 8 p.m. Boy, howdy. No, I got a text here on the Country Pleasing text line from Stephen who says, I need some positive thoughts today. Give me a scenario, he says, where Mississippi State can play Alabama close going into the fourth quarter. Give him a scenario. Or state could play Alabama close going to the fourth quarter. Let's see. What are we, let's see. Okay, so hmm. Give him a scenario. Hmm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Give him a scenario. All right. Let's see. Let's come up with the scenario where state could play Alabama close going into the fourth quarter. What do y'all think? <laughs> Got anything? 
Uh, okay, so the obvious would be you're going to have to force Alabama into some turnovers, and their quarterback, Milro, who is an all-world athlete. I mean, he's just he's an incredible athlete. But he has been prone to commit some turnovers. Last year he fumbled some in a game. I think it was against A&M. This year he's had some issues with interceptions just a couple of times, like Texas, and then again Saturday threw one down in the red zone. So you're going to have to, you know, force him into some turnovers or, or somebody. You know, that's that's one thing. And if you do that, it kind of takes away their possessions, right? And And the game kind of shortens on them a little bit in terms of scoring points. I do think the other thing that State's going to have to do is is there will have to be an element of some balance offensively. Like, if you if your run game gets totally shut down the way South Carolina shut it down the other night, they allowed 23 yards rushing. Period. No, 32. Woody had 20-something. The team had 32 yards rushing. So if South Carolina... Can you know does that if Alabama shuts down you know one aspect of your offense you're not going to have a chance to score points with just one deal you're going to have to have a little bit of both and how you get that done well there's probably the idea that maybe just maybe you put enough on film of throwing some one-on-one go balls that Alabama most likely defensively is going to watch that, and they will be a little bit more choosy as to when they jump in some zero-man stuff than, say, South Carolina did because they don't, they don't want to give you the opportunity to hit as many big throws. And Alabama's going to say to themselves, well, if South Carolina has to use you know, six at the minimum and seven in the box to defend the run and shut it down, we can use fewer players and still shut it down because we got better players. And therefore, you can still do some coverage stuff. And so Alabama's looking at it more probably as a pick and choose your pressure. But if we base defense this thing, don't give up bombs overhead. Rely on your defensive front linebackers. They still won't be able to run the ball. We can kind of shut it all down that way. And and State hasn't. State has not shown yet this year the ability to go on long, sustained drives by executing stuff that's underneath when the defense gives you all that. They also have not shown yet that they can really consistently execute all the stuff they're doing in the run game without having missed assignments on the offensive line. They still had a bunch of missed assignments in the run game against South Carolina. Posted a film study last night. It's a really long one, but it's a good portion of the game. And it just give you some examples of the good and bad from State South Carolina. It's on YouTube if you want to go watch that. So, I mean, there's kind of talking around it. Um, but I would say to summarize, you got to force them into turnovers if you don't, it's a long day. And you have to you have to have a mix of success run and pass in order to stay on the field offensively, score enough points. And and you're gonna have to score some points. I mean and nobody really expects that. Probably to win the game, it's gotta be an ugly game where Bama's offense really struggles. And the way that State's defense has played here lately, they haven't really given you much of an indication that they can make somebody struggle. Now, this is a whole different kind of deal. 
you know, this guy's he can certainly Milrow can certainly throw the deep ball. But where he struggles is not running, not throwing a deep ball. Where he struggles is when he's in the pocket or the play is somewhat on schedule, reading against zone coverage in that intermediate from the line of scrimmage out to about 15, 20 yards. Does that make sense? Um, go back and watch the game and see if y'all think this, but I, I, today I began watching back the Alabama and Ole Miss game from this weekend. And, you know, of course you got Golding, right, the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss who was at Alabama. It was really obvious to me that Ole Miss's defensive philosophy in the game was to find some way, really regardless of down and distance, to find some way to force them to throw the ball with him in the pocket reading underneath in that intermediate zone coverage because that's what confuses him. That's what confused him against Texas. It's what he had a hard time with even against Ole Miss at times. It's what he had a hard time with. He throws the interception in the end zone the other day. Where he has success and is like so explosive is when he doesn't hesitate and takes off running or you give it to him, certainly design runs, and when you give him the go ball and he hits that fifth step and throws it. And he had like that long throw to the Georgia transfer receiver the other day. That was one where like the read wasn't even really there for him. It wasn't this obvious thing of, okay, my read takes me to this go ball and I throw it. That was more like the read really wasn't there. He just threw it far enough and said, go get it, and the kid went and got it. And the same thing later on a touchdown throw. It's just, I know I got to go. I'm throwing it, and I expect him to go catch the football. And that's what they did. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's turn it down when I cough. <laughs> uh, Hook texts the show. He says, Tulu needs 30 touches. 30? T- well, I don't think you can get it to him enough. Two guys, seven and five, Tulu and Woody. The, well, vice versa. Woody is seven, Tulu is five. Can't get it to him enough, in my opinion. Got to start working in um, the other, number one, drawing a blank. I do that from time to time. But the kick, the other kick returner receiver, I mean, you got to start working him in there too. And, you know, you saw the other night when some of these other guys, Mosley and some of the others, get an opportunity down the field. They've just got to go get the ball. You know, not every play is going to be perfect in a walk in the end zone. Go get it. Attack the football. You're a receiver. Go get it. Jason in Flagstaff says, uh, if Milrow plays like John Parker Wilson in 06, i.e. pick sixes. <laughs> uh, real unnamed texture says, Bama, would this would this be one? He said, if Bama eats at Taco Bell during the pregame? <laughs> I would imagine they're going to drive over the day of from Tuscaloosa, wouldn't they? I mean, what's the point? It's 90 miles, 82, get a police escort, be there in just a few minutes. Uh, somebody else texted and said the only way to keep it close with Alabama is if <laughs> – what is that? I can't. What does that say? Oh, if Clairol Red Dye number 58 Saban plays quarterback. 
And then he's in on his uh, he's in on his uh, hair dye deal. Like why? What Saban of all the coaches out there doesn't have to do that? Why is he dyeing his hair? And it's just weird. It looks weird. <laughs> he called it Clairol Red Dye Number Fifty Eight. Um, Brad texts the show. He says exactly. He says both. Ole Miss and State need to correct offensive line issues and run the ball. If they can, then the passing game opens up. If Ole Miss does this, they can do to LSU what Florida State did. If they don't, it's going to be a long season. I think there's some truth in that. You know, I, I haven't really dialed into and, and watched person per person Ole Miss's offensive line as much. I'm watching them a little bit this week because they played Alabama. But, um, you know, State's O-line – They've really been kind of hot or cold. You know, they'll have a, a great run play and then have a missed assignment run play and then have a great run play and then have a missed assignment run play. And so for State, it's a lot about just just be where you're supposed to be, play after play after play, and and things, once they start doing that, things are going to look a lot different. I mean, they really are. And that's it. Against these better teams, you know, look, South Carolina's defense not that good, period. And you took advantage of them, almost hit 500 yards worth of passes and scored 30 points, and it gave you a chance. But you won't do that against an Alabama secondary, and so you got to be successful doing other stuff too, period. Whole different kind of challenge. All right. Still got a little bit left in hour one. Stick around in the Bureau. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Over here on the uh, Murray West live thread. Go to murraywest.com. Contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi since 1996. Custom apparel, anything like that. You need your logo on something, that's where you go. And go over to the website, see some of the folks they've worked with. Scroll to the bottom there, you'll see it. Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics, Genteel, others. It's murraywest.com, M-U-R-R-Y, murraywest.com. Ginger says it's Alabama hate week. (laughs) There you go. Make no bones about it. Jimmy, we're talking about the kickoff time. It's 8 Central, and Jimmy says it's 9 p.m. here in the Eastern time zone. SEC after dark for me. I mean, what are we doing? I guess we've been doing it for a while, though, right? Because we used to have the whole 8 p.m. kickoff on ESPN2, and that's been going on for a long time. I mean, when I was playing all those years ago, we had some 8 p.m. kickoffs. Home and away. If we think it's bad here, Sven... To watch it over in Germany, he's got to stay up till 2 a.m. It'll be a 2 a.m. kickoff for him. <laughs> no, actually, he says 3 p.m. Yeah, so if it's 9 Eastern, it'll be 3 a.m. kickoff for him. I mean, it's not late. It's early at that point. Just go to bed wake up early instead of staying up late. And as far as keeping it close, Vince said, here's what you have to do. Play excellent defense. Bama couldn't score 30 on South Florida. Okay, it wasn't a thunderstorm, but we should have better defense in South Florida. 
Well, in South Florida's improved. They hit the transfer portal like a lot of other places, and they didn't play Milrow against South Florida. You know, they played the other two quarterbacks, gave them a shot. That weird thing of giving them playing time. Uh, Becky said that she's wondering why they haven't seen Wally that much. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a definitive answer. I saw him down there the other day. He was dressed out against uh, South Carolina. Jimmy did mention the same thing I said. He said, we need to have the threat of being balanced in order to win. If Alabama's defense is guessing a little bit, you have a better chance. That's it. But if they, you know, certainly with, you know, four-man front, maybe a, a fifth being a linebacker, certainly six, you know, with no more than six, if they can shut down your run game with that, then it's going to be tough. It is. It's going to be hard to be one-dimensional and score enough points to beat them unless you then, you know, force them into a rash of turnovers on their side. So, yeah, it looks pretty obvious, right? And so for them, they're going to come in going, hang on to the football, take care of the football. Defensively, you know, kind of have a balanced look and win with your front. When they take shots down the field, be in position, but don't – not. Don't make it easy by taking a lot of chances in the secondary the way that South Carolina did. I, I would imagine that's probably the way that they uh, are going to look at it. All right, let's head over to the phone line, the Divini Equipment phone line, Divini Equipment. Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Jimmy, hanging on line one. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, Matt, how you doing? How Good. you been, man? Great. Good to hear hey, from look, you. Hey, look, Alabama's got a – Alabama's got a, a big game this weekend against Mississippi State. And, you know, I was thinking uh, today about um, I, I do concerts and, and a lot of work with a lot of musicians. So, you know, I could see Jimmy Buffett and Mike Leach together <laughs> somewhere having a margarita and, and uh, singing some songs together. But the reason why I wanted to talk to you today most, most uh, is the quarterback situation in the SEC. Uh, Jalen, um, you know, Alabama's problem at quarterback. Uh, it looks like um, uh, Hugh Freeze might have a problem at quarterback at Auburn. Mm. The quarterback is the most important position on the, on the field, and are you in agreement with that? And he is the leader and, uh, of the offense and the point scoring. And um, how do you how do you when you go out and recruit a quarterback? How do you get a well balanced quarterback like you back in the day uh, that is multi talented and a, a, a person that is smart or seems smart and um, is a good player, well balanced player? Well, and I would say that in my case. Jimmy, it's more about seeming smart than actually being smart. I will go ahead and admit that, okay, about myself. But, uh, yeah, to your point, I, look, I think that things have changed on them a little bit over the last couple of years because of the transfer portal. Um, you know, portal and NIL stuff, you have more teams, including some blue blood type teams that have always been able to just do whatever, recruit whoever they want however they want, get away with whatever they want. You know, they've always had the recruiting um, swag, so to speak. And with the transfer portal and NIL, it is changing on them a little bit. Um, More quarterbacks are transferring out. Once they get 
buried on the depth chart as opposed to staying and developing and maybe playing later in their career. Quarterback starters, you know, across the league are younger for the most part. Um, more switching around. Offensive coordinators, you know, there's more there. There are also more quarterbacks that are playing with new teammates. Look at Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. He's had, he's had, you know, other than the running back, he's had new skill players around him that he's working with for two straight years, and that's because of transfer portal NIL stuff. It makes it interesting for us fans. It's not necessarily good for the continuity of the teams, and that affects the quarterback too. But, you know, I, yeah, I would say it's just the game's changing in that way. Jimmy, and that is part of it. Um, if if we were to look, let's just let's just say this, Jimmy. If we were to look at the guys who are, well, let's don't look at total offense. Let's just look at the guys who are throwing the ball uh, in the SEC, passing per game. Jaden Daniels, transfer from Arizona State, started his career somewhere else. Spencer Rattler, transfer from what was it, Oklahoma, started his career somewhere else. Carson Beckett, Georgia, I don't know. Jackson Dart, Ole Miss, started his career somewhere else. He's a transfer. Brady Cook at Missouri, I don't know. Devin Leary at Kentucky, played several years and started somewhere else. This is his first year at Kentucky. Um, Mertz at Florida, started somewhere else, first year at Florida. So there's a whole lot. There's there's Well, let me turn it around. There's very little of what used to be the norm – for years and years and decades and decades. And that was a quarterback signed somewhere out of high school, and he rode the bench and developed for two years, two and a half years, and then he started playing when he was ready and older. That's not happening anymore. Guys skedaddle as soon as they get on the bench and go somewhere so they can get on the field. And so the Will Rogers of the world, fourth-year starters at the same school, are very, very rare. So that's one thing of it with, with QBs is there's just they are younger and there's less of guys who are playing somewhere that have you know been there for a very long period of time there's less you know about developing a guy and then two then there's all this deal of what the way coaches design offenses if you notice something Jimmy pretty much everybody runs the same offense have you noticed that I mean, uh, for the most part. Yeah, pretty much every school, <laughs> pretty much everyone runs the same offense. It's all a, a kind of a mishmash of, you know, a few air raid passing concepts that everybody uses, a few RPOs, uh, spread concepts, zone runs. If you got a guy who can run, the quarterback can keep it and read. And one of the reasons everybody's doing that is because there's so much turnover. Um, you can't have there. Are, it's it's much harder now to do what Mike Leach always did and have an offense that you ran that was different that took people a couple of years to really get good and used to it. They don't do that anymore because we're going to re because of the transfer portal and NIL. We're going to rebuild our offense every year, and so we got to have something that people can come guys can come in here and pick up right away. And frankly, it'd be best if we just run what everybody else was running, so they can come in and pick it up in year one and just run it, and because everybody's switching places, so the whole—that's a whole lot of it, uh, right there. And you go, well, Matt, 
that all sounds bad, but lots of people are watching these games on TV. The ratings are really good so far you know, for the big games and stuff. Well, naturally so. Why? Because there's conflict. <laughs> every great story, every compelling movie, every great book anybody has ever, that has ever resonated with people had great conflict. Well, when you got Deion Sanders going there and fire 58 players and bring in 58 new ones, that's a heck of a conflict, and we all want to watch and see how it's going to turn out. And so some of that does lead to TV viewership, but it does not lead to continuity and building things around quarterbacks that give them a really a great chance of succeeding. That's what I think. How's that for a long answer, Jimmy? Appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Yeah. It, it. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. Call me anytime. We... The music has caught us now. <laughs> Res Dog texts the show, Country Pleasing text line, and says, Bama is going to beat us so bad, the refs might even call holding on them once or twice. They just might do it. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming up. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. 